it's Warhorse and Warhorse's pal Boner. And we're here to tell you that you're listening to the uh, Rough House podcast with Marty and Kristoff. You know, Marty the Mangler and uh, Kristoff the uh, Jack. Uh, no, I don't want to say that. But I'm glad you're here. Glad you're ready to listen to this shit. Clean out your ears. Shut your mouth. Open your eyes. Because it's time for that good, sweet podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 312-312 ah, ah, ah. for February 5, 2023. I am Marty. And I'm Kristoff, and uh, I have the meat sweats. <laughs> yes, Arby's has the meats. <laughs> you, Chris... Have the meat sweats. I mean, my meats normally sweat, but when I imbibe an extra, uh, extra portions, one quarter portion of meat, I, uh, you know, get get the meat sweats. Yeah, I went yeah. to Fogo yesterday, so I was uh, an abundance of meats. So I, I know we were talking before we started recording. You you definitely dug into the salad bar, as as I was sure, saying. Yeah, you got to lay down that base layer. Uh huh. That, uh, you know, just prepares the stomach for what's to come. I did have some asparagus. I think that was the only vegetable I ate. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, what, like, what meats in particular, as as someone who is uh, uh, a person who's not been to Fogo, like, what right. What are the meats, the, the cuts of meat, the types of meat, the, maybe the flavoring of the meat that you lean to at the Fogo? Because my so, understanding is it's kind of like a, a, a nonstop barrage where it's like you have a card. Yes. Green means give me more. Red means please stop. Correct. And like, do they ask you what you want? Do they just put shit on your plate and you run with it? Break it down. So so they'll come around with the, the meats on the skewers yeah. and they'll say to the table, um, you know, uh, Parmesan garlic pork. I'm like, yes, please. Um, it was good, but this is this is the the key to maximizing your your Fogo um, payment is you know the chicken breast and the pork and the sausages. Although good, mm-hmm. you don't want to fill up on those. You want the premium cuts, right? Right, and and, and that the... that lines up with Korean barbecue, right? Where they will undoubtedly bring you. A lot of the lesser cut, sure, but the bigger cut, like they they recommend that a bit less, and right? It, it is not offered as regularly, but but break it down for me, like what what's what's the premium? What what is the 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 cut or or the flavor combination? You mentioned a, a parm garlic pork, yeah. Uh, what gets Chris going? What what are you aiming for when you go to Fogo? So they they had a garlic sirloin as well, which was really good. Um, the New York strip was uh, cooked ex- exquisitely. Um, and then there's the, the secret stuff, the stuff that they don't really bring around, but you have to ask for. Sure. Um, so that's like the filet and the beef rib. And that's all um, served animal style, I assume, based off of the fact that it's on the secret menu. Yeah, it's covered with uh, with uh, a Thousand Island and onions. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, or you order it a certain way and it tastes like butter beer. Right. 
It got to the point where, and I'm not even kidding, like halfway through, I was like, okay, I'm doing okay meat-wise. I, I legit looked up the best, like, um, digestive cocktails to get to, like, help oh, process some things. I didn't go I didn't go with it because it was, like, gin and, you know, brandy, Grand Marnier. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm already, uh, this is already going to be an expensive night. I better not get the, uh, the cocktail on top of it. Right. Um, but I did, the mind, you know, I was, I was strategery. It was yeah. trying to strategize which uh, which way to to continue on to to maximize my meat benefit. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, I think I did okay. Um, I put put down put down some beefs, um, and uh, you know, like like I was telling you, the salad bar they have is is amazing because there was just like a full tray of like um uh like glazed bacon yeah. and uh all this all the prosciutto you could imagine and uh, a big wheel of parmigiano reggiano which is just like you know crack to me i took like five big chunks of that yeah the cheese the cheese is a trap because it you know fills your stomach up and right, right. You from eating more meats and i understand why they do it but it's also premium cheeses and and meats that i'm not gonna not eat sure you know so okay. i get i get it i, I imagine the 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 fresh parm Mm. When mixed with a garlic sirloin, yes, that that sounds like a fantastic flavor yeah. combination. But yeah. your description of the the salad bar reminds me. Uh, I I apologize if I covered this on the show before. Uh, and by the way, this is a pro wrestling podcast. Yeah, fuck it. Um, we talk about enough of that. Yeah, exactly. And 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 we're going to. Uh, so uh, a few years back, I spent two weeks in Newcastle, England. Yes, Newcastle upon Tyne. Yes, Newcastle upon Tyne. Uh, and uh, I did not see Pack there. No, uh, but I guess you wouldn't have. He would have been lurking in the shadows, or right, right. You know, in in the Plus in the buttress, then, so looking down like a you know depressed Batman. <laughs> well, that's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's just Batman. Well, so and and uh, Paul, feel free to chime in in the DMs, our our dear UK listener. Oh, I thought you were talking about Levesque. Yeah, uh, you know what. Papa A <laughs> dropping the DMs too. Uh, I found so because I was there for work. Work was paying for me to get food. And sure, yeah. I did not have like a a fridge. Uh, well, I think there's a mini fridge, but I didn't have like a fridge fridge available mm. to me. So it wasn't like I could go to the grocery store and buy ingredients. Right. So it was a lot of eating out while I was gone. Giggity. Yep. Exactly. And what was weird was. I couldn't find a goddamn place to get a vegetable. And I'm not I'm not sitting here and saying like I am I'm like Captain Eats great, but like I enjoy, you know, some veggies on the side. I I, I need my roughage. Sure. And I hit a point where I was just like, God damn it, I need a fucking salad. I need something. <laughs> so one night I was walking through this um this shopping center and mm -hmm. I came upon a pizza hut okay in the uk and i'm All right. real excited because right in the window big sign advertised a special for i forget how much it was but it was you get a pizza mm -hmm. and unlimited salad bar okay all right i'm like fuck yes i am go like the pizza was incidental to me at this right. point i just wanted veggies you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. however i can get it so i go I'm very excitedly, perhaps to the shock of the Newcastian who had to deal with me being like, 
I really want that pizza and salad bar, please. I'm like, okay, this is it. I could sit down. I could have salad and whatever. So he hands me my plate. I go over to salad bar. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It was all potato salad, coleslaw, <laughs> macaroni salad, uh-huh. ham salad. Basically, salad by definition of here's things mixed in mayonnaise. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin's nightmare. I was like, what? This is not a salad bar. This is... Uh, well, kind of. Kind of. It's not the salad bar that you are accustomed to. Right, right. It is a bar of salads. I mean, they did have, like, one sad little tray filled with lettuce that I'm pretty sure I ate all of the lettuce they had. Oh. Because at by that point, because I was there for two weeks and this had to be, like, halfway through week two. Yeah. I, I needed some roughage, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you couldn't, uh, as as good as the, the bangers in MASH were, you couldn't, yeah. Yeah. couldn't yeah, slurp yeah, down point. another banger. Couldn't couldn't do any more of it. But uh, uh, immediately, that's what I thought of when you were like, well, it's salad bar, but it's really <laughs> all these other things. Yeah. But it, the, the Fogo salad, it had like, you know, roasted eggplant and roasted zucchini. And like, that sounds amazing. Um, roasted like garlic, which I went hard on and I mixed sure. with the steak to, to great success. Um, but there were also, you know, potato salads and like a, a street corn salad and chicken salad, which was really good. I did try a little the bit of that. Street corn salad. Yeah. Salad and then they give you sides as well. They give you mashed potatoes and fried polenta and fried plantains and a fuck cups and fried plantains and then shit's good. Um, that sounds fantastic too. Yeah. So, you know, but I, I kept the water coming. I drank a lot of water to try and, you know flood everything in um but uh, basically you were applying a lot of the joey chestnut t- technique yeah i wasn't straight dipping my steak in water they would have yeah. kicked me out had i done that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and my friends would have dis- disowned me as a <laughs> they, they yeah, should because that that's psycho shit right there but... removed from the group chat and uh you know <laughs> which on well, some days the group chat really pops off and i'm just like i i cannot there's like i i look down and there's 70 some messages and i I, I don't know how it goes. I'm not. I, I can't scroll through that. And I love you guys, but yeah, I just yeah. you just you hit a point happen. where you just declare notification bankruptcy. And you yeah, move on with your life. pretty much. I'll 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 click it so they've been. Ran. Yeah, yeah. So so it all just. But I have not way. I, but you're not caught up on it. It could yeah. be something fantastic, like someone had a kid. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't know about that. I mean, <laughs> unless it's you know one of those I didn't know I was pregnant things, in which case, you know, <laughs> there should be many more texts in '75. But you know, that's a great point. But yeah, so if I if I do disappear and I just like run off at some point yeah. during this recording, that's why. Okay. Okay. Understood. So that's that's kind of the the long way around. And, and if there's a code brown, then then should you're that gonna happen, have to, uh, I I stretch. will advise. I yeah, yeah. Advise yeah. you, dear listener, if and when that occurs. Yeah, I, I can fill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, me uh, monologuing into the void about such great companies as the World Wrestling Federation. All right. So we are officially on the road to WrestleMania as uh, we have two Royal Rumble winners. We have the Elimination Chamber coming up uh, in Montreal. Boy, do we. Two weeks. Yeah. It's not far off. Uh, But uh, Raw was bookended by everyone's favorite special boy the american nightmare cody Rhodes. does he still have a special boy elevator on the uh he does not have the elevator anymore they okay. they nixed that after he got stuck hilarious yeah I and mean, even then it wasn't really an elevator it's they put like a a faux 
uh, ramp on top of the ramp. Yeah. So he could be lifted up mm-hmm. onto the ramp, but it wasn't really an elevator. He still has pyro and all that crazy shit, but sure. Um, and his terrible song. So he officially declared for WrestleMania and he declared that he's going after Roman Reigns. And interestingly enough, based off of all the speculation we and countless other nerds in their basement have done over the past week, uh, or although by the time he announced it, the past few days, um, it's just going to be Roman against Cody for the uh, for the combined titles of oh, WrestleMania. Yeah, it is. They, as of right now, as of the time of this recording, it is not four separate titles. It is for that unified championship. Interesting. Yeah. So that that is the direction they're going. And concurrently, based off of everything from SmackDown this week and so on, it will be Roman versus Sami Zayn one-on-one in Montreal at the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, this, I feel like it's a stopgap sort of thing, and they're going to this, you know, dust out the ghosts of uh, Howard Finkel and this feud must continue thing. (laughs) Because, you know, and there was obviously a lot of opinions floating around on Twitter this week as to the direction of WrestleMania main event or main events. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this Sami Zayn story is legit one of the hottest stories in the past I don't know, 10 years of WWE, if not yeah. me. Um, yeah. And the fact that, you know, the idea of that happening at Elimination Chamber, the kind of, you know, let's just get through this pay-per-view to get to WrestleMania sort of idea. Um, and to do it there, I, obviously I know it's in Montreal and, that you know, Sami Zayn's Canadian and all that right. stuff as well. That That makes sense. But this cannot be the end of this feud. It's way too hot to just blow off in, in the pay-per-view between Rumble and Mania. I would like to agree. I, I would like to say that I foresee this being a moment where, much like with Daniel Bryan in 2014 or Kofi Kingston in yeah. 2019, the hand of WWE is forced. But right. if I just look at the trajectory of television, of, of what they're showing on TV, it looks like they're just going to blow off Sammy Roman on this Montreal uh, Elimination Chamber show. That they, they aren't going to do anything more because it's it's the only match Roman is supposed to have right now. Well, okay, so my my thinking is Sammy loses. In Montreal, because they love making hometown people lose Absolutely. in their hometown. And it'll probably be in some screwy way, because it's right. been 26 years, and they cannot let go of the Montreal oh. screw job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't even put that together, but yeah, 100%. But, and then, you know, I don't think the Sami Zayn thing goes away, because you have this, you know, uh, pesky little cloud of Sami Zayn you know, you have the Roman has to be looking over his shoulder going into this big match with the special boy um, at or WrestleMania. Does or does he? Because I think, and and again, this, this is me putting on my cynical WWE watcher 
Uh, yeah, how do we switch roles here? I, I know, right? You're, you're, you're looking at it optimistically, and I'm looking at it cynically. I think, like, the whole story as it sits right now is it's Roman v. Sammy. Roman is scared of Sammy. Sammy has Roman's number. Jay has left the bloodline. Right. Jay's going to cost Sammy the match, and it'll be KO and Sammy against the Usos at one of the Knights of Mania. And that's how they blow it off. I mean, you can still egg fart. I mean, the match will be very good. Yeah. You know, KO and Sammy are a great duo. The Usos are and forever will be the best tag team that you forget is one of the best tag teams in the world until they have a really great match and go, oh, yeah, they're awesome. And then a week later, you forget that they were ever that good. Um, It'll be good, but God, it, it just feels like such a missed opportunity. And where I get concerned, not to not to step on your point too much, where I get concerned is it feels like the WWE machine is 1,000% behind Cody Rhodes as the next guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was probably conditional upon his signing. <laughs> Wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. We have seen, thanks to the end of Cody's run... What happens when you push Cody in a way that the crowd doesn't want? Yeah, but do you think the crowd doesn't want it? The crowd seems pretty fucking into him. I think the crowd wants it, but I think they want Sammy more. So there is a non-zero possibility. So he's the Batista in this. uh... Okay. Yes, the crowd was very excited about Dave Batista returning. Yeah. But then they were not excited about Dave Batista versus Randy Orton at Mania. Right. So there's a non-zero possibility that Cody's going to get absolutely fucked over by this decision. I think there's a way to, you know, do the screwy finish in Montreal and sure, yeah, have the tag match at Mania. I I don't see, as of right now, if the match is Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes, I don't see Cody Rhodes losing. I don't see him losing either, yeah. Rhodes wins... But then Roman can then focus, you know, on destruction of Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens, and then that storyline continues afterwards. I mean, there's a way to do that. I mean, sure, he's going to be upset that he loses his titles, but, you know, I feel like first, in, in that character's mindset, I'll go get my titles after I destroy this little pesky nuisance, get this monkey off my back uh, by the name of Sami Zayn. And then, you know, we get some more matches down the line with that. I mean, if they're smart, again, you know. And I don't know that they are. <laughs> I mean, I, I I feel like there's a better chance of smart things happening now than, you know, in the full-on Vince McMahon era. You know, again, we're not sure exactly how much input he's having right now. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. But it depends on who you ask, too. Right, so. right. Um. I mean, if if I'm to sit here and say like, well, they're too, you know, they're too smart now to do something like that. Well, let's look at a case of a Brock Lesnar. Brock is scheduled to work both Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania weekend, right? Now. Okay. He will not be facing Gunther Walter in either match. Yeah, that makes a little sense, considering that was one of the hottest things at the Rumble. Yeah. That they are not moving forward with it. 
that they are instead moving forward with something involving him and Bobby Lashley, which was his feud of 2022. Right. Except for when he came back winning against Roman, when Vince hit the Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns button. Yeah. Like, I, who's that for? Like, who, who at this point is compelled to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar? We literally saw that last year and it was fine. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't compelling. Brock Lesnar is compelled to see those extra zeros in his bank account. That's that's the... <laughs> I don't disagree with that, but I, I think it's been shown, especially in the matches that Brock gives a shit versus Brock doesn't give a shit. You can tell when Brock sees, if you will, additional zeros available on a talent again. Sure. Yeah. Considering he's gone against Lashley so many times, and Lashley has gotten hurt by him so many times because Lashley doesn't know how to take a German properly, it seems. Like, what what about that, to use a very, you know, rude analogy, what about that makes Brock's dick hard? Like, what, what makes him go like, hell yeah, let's do this. Beyond, ah, oh, cool, I get to buy another pool or something. I, I I don't know the answer to that question. The mind of Brock Lesnar has got to be a very... Uh, can we do a, um, a being John Malkovich type movie with being Brock Lesnar? Because I feel like that would be <laughs> fucking fascinating. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. It would be very interesting because he's probably behind Kevin Nash the most I'm in this for me guy. In oh, yeah. Unabashedly. Like, yeah. Not even not even ashamed to admit it. Yeah. But you what, know, I, I respect I, that, though. Oh, oh, I absolutely respect that. And also, again, when you look at say, when he worked Samoa Joe or when he worked AJ Styles or when he worked uh, Brian Danielson or whoever, you could see him go like, wait, there's something more here. There's, yeah. Like, regardless of what the push is for me to do this, there's something more with this guy. So I'm going to get, I mean, hell, he made that, what was it, nine-minute squash he had with Finn Balor infinitely more interesting because he was like, I think there's something with this guy. Yeah. And, and though it was booked to go nine minutes, he made Finn look fucking fantastic in those nine minutes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. Um, I'm definitely worried about how this is going to play out in front of however many thousand people they have in Los Angeles, because I could see the crowd turning against Cody hard, man. Again. <laughs> How do you think that would make, you know, the EVPs over at AEW feel like (laughs) (laughs) there would be weirdest boners. If AEW were filming their reality show with them watching WrestleMania, there would be a lot of Jim Halpert faces to the camera during that match. (laughs) That's where it would be. I call them Ben Wyatt faces, but yes. <laughs> yeah, it will be a mixture. He may not have created them, but he perfected them, did Ben you know, Wyatt. I, that, that, that is very, very true. Anyway, uh, elsewhere in terms of our, our Royal Rumble winners, uh, Rhea Ripley uh, announced that she will be going for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So it will be Charlotte Flair against Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. Didn't they do that at WrestleMania a couple years ago? They did, and that's actually part of the story. Okay. Uh, talking about how um, how uh, Rhea saying she was not who she is now. She was not uh, as complete a performer, that she was 
stepping she came out in like fucking Dragon Beat, but Dragon Ball gear. She or did. She was yeah. dressed as Vegeta for that match, and that was one of the ones at the uh, performance. Center, PC, yeah, if you remember? I do. Um, but uh, you know, the the story is she was not as complete a performer than this is now her time. This is her moment. Um, apparently, this is the first ever women's WrestleMania rematch ever. Okay. Hmm. So just just kind of a fun historical note. Interesting. Well, I mean, that kind of goes to show the <laughs> lack of depth in the history of women at WrestleMania, I guess. Yes. Now, that set up, uh, sets up rather the SmackDown Women's Championship. On the Raw Women's Championship side, Bianca Belair will be facing the winner of the Women's Elimination Chamber match. Okay, anybody uh, declared for that yet? Uh, they've been running qualifying matches. And right now we have uh, five out of the six competitors decided. Okay. It will be Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel G Rodriguez, I'm going to say Gonzalez. Yeah, that's how I know her. Natalia, and one more to be determined uh, that will be uh, in a match between Becky Lynch and Bailey on Raw this coming. Huh. Okay, so Bianca Belair and Asuka has to be, right? That to me is the most compelling match. I hope that's what they do because this this uh, uh, reborn Oscar is over as hell. Yeah, well, I mean, she's Oscar; she fucking rules. So, yeah, yeah very true. Uh, but but we will see if if that is actually the direction they go in. Now, that's the uh, women's elimination chamber match. On the men's side, it will be for the United States Championship. <laughs> yeah, as Austin Theory will be defending. Uh, against uh, five others. Three of them have been decided so far. Two more to be determined. Uh, it'll So so far in that Elimination Chamber, it will be Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, and Bronson Reed. Well, yeah, that's right. Okay. Because yeah, Jonah's back over there. But mm -hmm. two more to be determined. Okay, yawn. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so not, not really the most compelling... Uh, of Elimination Chamber matches. I mean, hey, good for Gargano getting in the mix there because that dude needs something. Yeah. Uh, but Loves himself a gimmick match, too. Yeah, uh, but but nothing really compelling. But, um, you know, the Mania card so far looking okay. Uh, just to run down where we're at so far to sort of summarize, uh, Roman or Sammy, let's be honest, Roman against Cody Rhodes, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, and then Bianca Bel Belair against the Elimination Chamber winner. And uh, according to this week's Observer, we're also going to get John Cena versus Austin Theory. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get for the Women's Tag Team Championships, it's going to be the damage control duo of EO Sky and Dakota Kai defending against uh, Ronda Rousey. And, oh God, I'm forgetting her name already. Uh... Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel terrible. I forgot Shayna's name. Um, but yeah, Ronda not getting uh, a singles match. They're not running Ronda Becky like everyone thought they would. It's because nobody gives a shit about Ronda. Pretty much. They they really blew it with this whole second run. There's, yeah. there's not a lot of there there. No. I mean, you know, it's probably for the better. Not great. Have they, and, and I'm sure, I guess the promo battles will really kick in once Elimination Chamber's out of the way. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely some history between Cody and Roman. 
that I'm wondering if it's um, uh, ever addressed in, in the promos. Because remember when Cody was in Ring of Honor and he was talking about, uh, you know, he never had a negative uh, drug test or something like that. Right, right, right. Referring to Reigns uh, pissing positive for something at one point. Yeah. Um, so there, I, I remember some, some, some tweets back in the day that I'm wondering if we'll ever be, uh, will be brought up because they do love to do that from time to time. Both of those guys really enjoy getting a little worked shooty. So I, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked, but right now they really haven't interacted. Um, okay. I, I imagine, like you said, it'll be after Elimination Chamber, uh, once the, the smoke is cleared that we really head into the go home. The smoke and mirrors? Yes, the smoke and mirrors clear. Uh, <laughs> but uh, elsewhere in WWE this week, uh, first and foremost, latest update on the possible sale of WWE. Wow. Uh, Nick Khan was on CNBC this week. Okay. And he indicated that the deal should occur within the next three months. So should or would, uh, as he put it, it will happen quick, possibly within three months. That's the heart of WrestleMania season. Yeah. So there's a non-zero possibility we have new owners of WWE announced around Mania. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. And what I thought was particularly interesting was, uh, I, I forget who the talking head from CNBC was that was talking with Nick Khan. Mm-hmm. But that guy told Nick Khan to his face on his show that Comcast is not in the running. <laughs> I mean, how does that guy know? I mean, he does work for Comcast. No, I understand that. But is, is a guy on, you know, a talking head host of a show going to be, you know, uh, looped in, CC'd on all the uh, backdoor dealings that happen behind the scenes with upper management? I don't believe I don't know. I, I just thought it was very funny that a guy who is being paid for by Comcast on a Comcast-owned station, is telling Nick Khan, yeah, Comcast isn't buying you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I, I I still think it remains to be seen, but just on paper, that is... um, It's objectively funny. It's incredibly funny and incredibly uncomfortable. Sure. Because yeah. Nick had to be like, I, I don't believe that's that's the situation. Right. I, I think we're still looking into all possible suitors. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, normal normal uh, Hollywood speak. But it was just like, oof, that sucks. <laughs> well, as long as it wasn't Jim Cramer, I think we're okay, right? Yeah, it wasn't Jim Cramer. It was okay. some other guy. That's why I can't remember his name. But it's okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the other bit that happened uh, WWE-wise was last night they ran a NXT PLE as uh, mm-hmm. they were live for Vengeance Day. Okay. So that was the amalgamation of Vengeance and Judgment Day? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and they were live in Charlotte, North Carolina, outside of the PC for only the second time in the 2.0 era. Wow. So, um... The the reaction to the show has been mixed, to say the least, as after a hot fire opener between Wes, Lee, and <laughs> Dijak, because that's uh-huh. his name now. No more Donovan, no more Dijakovic, he's just Dijak. Was it Dominic? Dominic Dijakovic? Or is that in Ring of Honor? Uh, he, he was Dominic, Dominic Dijakovic. He's, he's lost everything except for Dijak. 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 Okay. Anyway, sure. their match very much enjoyed 
by the, well, except by his uh, left hand, and except finger. by his his uh, finger, which got dislocated. Yeah, uh, in same. in uh, an absolutely nightmarish moment. Yeah. Um, at least in terms of looking at it, probably one of the most visually horrifying injuries this side of the Sid. Uh, yeah, the Sid vicious uh, <laughs> big door to doom. Um, we'll, we'll get cringy just thinking about it. But after that, the show just kind of faltered as no one is known to the live audience that paid to watch the show. Yeah, that that could be a problem. Yeah, very tepid reactions to everything. Uh, I mean, there were new women's tag team champions crowned. There was uh, new men's tag team champions as the New Day dropped the tag belts to Gallus from NXT UK. Okay. Um, they set up a... Uh, uh, a match between Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker at the end of the night as Braun successfully retained the NXT World Championship over Grayson Waller. Um, but no one really seemed to care, which, yeah, definitely a bummer. Uh, also of note, uh, in the match between uh, Carmelo Hayes and Apollo Crews, Apollo Crews' old buddy, Dabakato a.k.a. Commander Aziz, oh, made a return and turned on Apollo Crews. Is he still doing, like, the African Warlord gimmick or whatever? Uh, he's not, but Dabakato is from that era. Okay, right. So, yeah, choke bomb on a chair post-match by Dabakato. Choke bomb? Yes. Uh, so you, you lift someone up in a choke and you drop, like, a power bomb. Oh, okay. Yeah, power bomb. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we're at NXT wise. No one's over except for Lee <laughs> and Dijak. Yeah. Who was on the main roster. Was on the main roster. Years. And the other guy has been part of NXT since the 1.0 era. So NXT 2.0 going great. Crushing it. Way to go, Sean. Yeah. Keep it awesome. up. Awesome stuff. Keep your eye on the prize and your eye on the other half of the PC at the same time. <laughs> Nuge. New Japan Pro Wrestling is in the heat of the New Beginning Tour with back-to-back mm-hmm. -back nights in Sapporo this weekend. But before that, they had some big announcements. First and foremost, we got the official word on the future of the New Japan Strong brand. And this is confusing as shit. Oh, I thought the word was that it was done. Well, it is. Sort of. So no longer will there be dedicated New Japan Strong TV tapings. Right. Instead, there are now two brands. Of Strong? There's, and you'll understand why it's branded separately. There's New Japan Strong Live and New Japan Strong On Demand. Okay. So for every one of the New Japan US shows that are coming up, like the the two that are going to be in DC and Philadelphia, mm -hmm. and, by the way, we can't go to Philly, it's sold out. Oh. Um those will be offered as pay-per-views through Fight through New Japan World, a house show called New Japan Strong Live. Good luck with that shit. After it has aired, those shows will be cut into four separate episodes of what is called New Japan Strong On Demand. Okay. So, they're taking 
these U.S. shows, if you want to watch them when they happen, you have to pay extra. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you're willing to wait, they'll cut them up into four separate shows and you can watch them, quote unquote, for free with the New Japan World subscription. Okay. I mean, sure. It, It strikes me like they're just milking it here at this point. A little bit, yeah. Maybe it's, maybe this is a stopgap until something gets announced with Ring of Honor, which are there supposedly, uh, the rumors are Ring of Honor will be doing tapings at the end of the month in Orlando. Yes. So, and, and I have heard that it's possible they may be paired tapings with some New Japan stuff. Right. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But all in all, I just, I saw that and I'm like, I don't know who this is for. I don't know. Like, it'd be one thing if, these U.S. shows were just streaming live on New Japan uh, World. Right. It would be like, if I were around, I had nothing better to do. Right. I might throw it on. But I don't see the point in paying 20 bucks each. Hell no, brother. However much they're going to be charging. Yeah. But yeah, like the, the WrestleCon shows can be this way. The April shows are going to be this way. And yeah, uh, the statement indicates, quotes. This dull model will give fans on a budget the chance to stay up to date with the hottest action in the U.S. Mm-hmm. with their regular New Japan World subscription, while the very best live experience on the planet awaits on pay-per-view as it happens. Sure. Okay. Good luck. Godspeed. Yeah. Uh, also, they officially announced that Kota Ibushi <laughs> is no longer a part of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, his contract expired officially on February 1st, so Ibushi is now freelance. And GCW was right on top of that as they announced not one, but two appearances for Ibushi for WrestleMania weekend as uh, he will be going one-on-one with Speedball Mike Bailey at the Bloodsport show. Okay. Uh, And then he will be a part of the Joey Janela Spring Break show. Current rumor is he will be facing Janela himself. So... Hey, I'm, if I'm booking a show, I'm booking myself against Kota Ibushi. Yeah, <laughs> no, no disagreement. Uh, and, <laughs> and Bailey's got himself a busy weekend just from GCW alone, because in addition to the Ibushi match, he got announced as going against Vikingo at uh, the uh, Joey Janela Spring Break show. I have to say, probably the most compelling money you can spend WrestleMania weekend is going to be for Fight TV Plus. Yeah, because it's five bucks. And you will get access to all of the collective shows at yeah. the very least. That's a big deal. Yeah. I, I don't know if, because uh, what's it? High Spots is going to have the Super Show. Um, there's going to be both uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro and DDT shows that are going to be occurring in Los Angeles that week. Um, I don't know what their plans are, to, are for streaming, if it's going to be on Fight, if it's going to be on their own streaming service, what have you. But. Five bucks for one month just to get to watch all the Mania shows? That's not bad. I'm not dropping five bucks so I know Kaiju Big Battle's on there. <laughs> they will ship the costumes and some people will work in that. Don't you worry. Um, you know, I don't know if I saw their name on the collective. Uh, let's see. The collective 2023. I've always been fascinated by Kaiju Big Battle, but I've never seen a show. Um, I mean, I, I will say this. Is it good wrestling? No. Is it no. fun? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. They are not on the uh the schedule for the collective. That doesn't oh. mean they're not doing something separate. Keep my five dollars then, sir. Thank you. Uh but 
uh, Bloodsport DDT will be a part of that. Mm-hmm. It will be a DDT versus GCW show. Um, Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh the world on lucha which is gringo loco's lucha show mm-hmm. um and there's also going to be a show at midnight on friday the 31st called emo fight ooh now granted okay. these are all pacific times so you'll have right. to till 3 a.m. to watch that one or just watch it later on demand right yeah. you have the option for that of course but um yeah uh interesting stuff so uh okay. we'll have to see how that plays out and also how the other shows work out. Um, anyway, back to New Japan. Yeah. We ran the two Sapporo shows this weekend. Um, kind of a mixed bag in terms of the response to those shows. I haven't had a chance to check any of the matches out, um, but it sounds like uh, the main event of night one, that was Naito versus Shooter. Uh, Swing and a miss. It sounds like Umino may be Naito 2.0. Uh because they're pushing him as this fiery, you know, baby face, and the crowd is just not digging him. Gotcha. So, weirdly enough, he may be like Naito was when Naito started. Okay. Um, also, I hear on that show, Osprey versus Taichi was great. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I might have to give that a spin. Uh, and then on night two, that was headlined by uh, uh, Hiromu Takahashi defending successfully is IWGP junior heavyweight title against yo by the way these were cheering shows so that right. in and of itself makes it more watchable but yeah Hiromo defended successfully against yo uh but also Zack Saber jr defended the TV championship against Tamahiro Ishii and we both need to watch this match I'm not going to tell you what specifically and listeners you two will want to watch this okay. there is a spot that I heard about that I need to personally see to believe. Okay. I will leave it at that. Interesting. But uh, the reviews of, of that match, uh, very strong. Also, uh, the Bishamon duo of Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto mm-hmm. apparently had a banger match against TMDK for the okay. uh, IWGP heavyweight tag team titles. So, All right. What does that stand for again? Uh, TMDK? Yeah. The Mighty Don't Kneel. There it is. Okay. I could I was trying to come up with it. I couldn't. Yes. It's, it's kind of lame, but you know. Whatever. Anyway. What what if Zod shows up? Don't kneel. I mean that's they're mighty. Get, they don't you, do it. Then you're gonna get like stuck in the uh mirror dimension or whatever the fuck that thing is. <laughs> I mean, it could be a weird little one dimensional cube object. There, yeah, the little, little little mirror that floats around in space for all eternity. Seems odd. Seems odd is what it does. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not Zodric Strong. W. Oh, what was that, Griff? Zodric Strong. Yeah, Zodric Strong. <laughs> Master of the Kryptonian Backbreaker. Um, AEW this week had a lot going on. Uh, they had a, the front page story of this week's edition of Bloomberg Business Week. Yeah, I didn't read that article. Well, how was it? Uh, great article. Yeah. Um, although two things that everyone's talking about from it. The Photoshop. Uh, well, sorry, three things. Um, <laughs> the the cover of this, it yeah. has to be seen to be believed. Um, I should probably make it our header on at least one of our social media sites. It's, uh, it's something. But um, 
there are two news bits in there that people were talking about, and I get to be the bringer of bad news to say that neither one of them is true. Okay. Indicated in the article, and maybe it was right at the time because they make it clear the interview was done during Grand Slam. So back in September. September? Yeah. Yeah. They state that the AEW video game Fight Forever was coming out in February. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, we would have heard about it by now. Yeah. (laughs) And also, they indicated that AEW was working with Warner Brothers Discovery to put together a streaming service. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And while I think they likely want to, it's not happening yet. Mm, Warner Brothers Discovery is in a bad spot right now, so. Yeah. James Gunn be damned. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate your hard work, bro. Good luck. Did you hear uh, he apparently pissed off people at WB with his candor? I mean, I thought that was one of the better parts of the whole thing. Yeah. You know, uh, he's apparently ruffled some feathers in the C-suite. I mean, come on, man. Anybody over there knows that it's been a shit show. But so, you're not supposed to say it's been a shit show. You're supposed uh, to say this was exactly how he played. Think about the WWE way of talking about, like, you know, to tie this conversation together. The Daniel Bryan angle. Oh, yeah, we always planned it that way. I mean, come on. Nobody believes that. But they say it. And if you're I, a good trooper, I, you'd say it, too. Now, I respect James Gunn's candor here. Oh, I, I so do I. But I'm just saying there are people who are apparently already a little mad about that. Anyway. I saw, uh, I saw somebody... Oh, God. The fucking Snyder heads. Somebody was like, there was like this graphic going around of uh-huh. sell the Snyder verse to Netflix sorts of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, absolute fuck out of here. Jesus Christ. Those people are a cult. Yeah. It's they're, disturbing. They're real sad. They are real and then I saw another one. <laughs> it was, um, it was a, one of those like fake casting posters for like Marvel's Midnight Suns. And it's like, all these people, uh, out of nowhere, a part of this, like Gary Oldman as Mephisto and all these different people. And then at the very bottom right was the directed by Zack Snyder. I'm like, yeah. get the absolute fuck out of here. I hate you. Not, 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 not. No. Jesus Christ. Uh, the other big bit of AEW news this week is they officially announced their first on-the-road house show. Oh, Yeah. As they will be heading back to Ohio after being in, in Ohio market. this week um, for what they're calling an AEW house rule show. Yeah. And the intent of this is to give uh, some of the le- less exposed talent more reps in the ring. Yes, there's going to be people like John Moxley, Ca- Claudio, Britt Baker, so on, on the yeah. show. But it's more about, you know, probably the, the Dante Martins of the world, the Lee Moriarty's, the uh, Anna J's to get more reps in the ring because, well, they need it. Yeah. Well, you mean Darius Martin. Dante's pretty solid. Yep. Fair point. So definitely probably more Darius. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I will say also this weekend was a Jericho cruise. I haven't really seen much from it. Uh, no, Same. Things that have occurred, minus a really awkward exchange a fan had as uh, they made. I, I don't know why fans do stuff like this. I mean, bless them for doing well, it, but I don't know why fans do stuff like this. They made Dante a custom Yeti mug with like a airplane on it. Okay. 
And apparently they made a matching one for Sky Blue. And he had to explain they're not together anymore to his fans. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oops, I hadn't heard that. Sorry about yeah. your loss. Dante. And apparently uh, uh, Darius was clowning on Dante throughout <laughs> that whole exchange. I mean, that's what brothers do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, That's what tag team partners do. And if you're a brother on top of it, then it's yeah, doubles down. Absolutely. Sure. The dude. But uh, we were live for Dynamite and we kicked off with John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page round three. Moxley joined in his entrance, not just by Ute Wheeler Yuta. His son and his father. Yeah. His son and his father as yeah. Papa Box. Yeah. Walked him down. I love the, accompanied by his father. Didn't even get to say his name. Just no. his father. No, just, he's just Papa Mox. That's yeah. All, that's all we got. Yeah. Um, And then uh, Hangman and Mox uh, just beat the piss out of each other. Larry at Fest, 2K23. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed this match. I thought the finish was a little weak. Yeah. Oh. I, I get what they were going for. The idea, yeah. there's still more in the tank. Yeah. Three matches in. But it felt kind of sudden and... Well, I think that that was part of the point. And I think the announcers did a really good job of putting over, like, you know, if you have a submission that you use on people, you're going to have a way out of it. True. And, you know, I thought that was really a clever spin to it. The The post-match was a little odd in that it went on a little too long, I feel. Yeah. Uh, and, you know seeing Hangman do a burpee in the middle of the fucking ring to show that he's ready to have another round. I was like, eh, we probably should have cut before this. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the match was very good. I saw some people giving it, you know, early MOTYC crown. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, that's a little much for me. Even even in the matches of the first month of the year, I don't think it stacks up with. Yeah. Uh, but I I thought it was enjoyable. And sure. I could yeah, watch yeah. another one with these guys. There were some good spots. And, you know, I mean, we're... Page did the the uh, moonsault from the second turnbuckle and like basically landed on his feet. Yeah, super impressive. Um, the the pop up power bomb into the table. I think uh, there was oh God, there was there was a spot with the ring post mm-hmm. with one of them where, that seemed really fucking brutal. Takesh to have one later on too, which was also brutal. Uh, ring post getting a lot of action. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, hey, shout out to the uh, new director for AEW television for zooming right in on John Moxley slicing at his eyebrow. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was in the corner and you just see him going, yep, 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 gotta get that blood. Yeah. Boy loves the blade. He does. Yeah. Maybe they should cast him as uh you know, I love Mahershala Ali, but you know, if anybody's come to earn the title of Blade, it's definitely <laughs> Yeah, I mean that would go really well. Just this white corn-fed guy from Ohio cast his blade with one of the coolest motherfuckers. (laughs) I mean, Mox is a pretty cool motherfucker, but you know, he can pull off a leather jacket really well. I mean, those are pretty much the two requirements for a blade, right? Right. Be cool and look good in a leather jacket. That's that's all you need. And know how to brawl and fight, you know? Yeah. And also, I could picture John Moxley saying, motherfucker's always trying to skate uphill. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Motherfucker, you serious? (laughs) (laughs) Man, those movies, I fucking love those movies. Same. Even the third. I, I especially love the third for how like ridiculously stupid it is. Oh, yeah. Triple H's finest work. Uh, cock juggling thunder cunt. That was the greatest insult in film history uttered by uh, Ryan Reynolds' Hannibal King in that. Yeah. And also Jessica Biel training in that. Good God. 
Let's go. Ryan Reynolds doing his best prototype. Of, yeah. Uh, Deadpool. I, I mean, he's just being Ryan Reynolds at this point. Right, right, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Renee Paquette was backstage with Jamie Hayter, the Bunny, the Butcher, and the Blade. Uh, TLDR, uh, Jamie and Bunny are going to have a match next week. But very quickly, Renee gets something in her earpiece. An ongoing trend for the night. Yes. That something's going on backstage. You know, they're backstage. Uh, Any different area. It's a big backstage area. Come on. Throws it to his screen where Soraya and Tony Storm are beating down Britt Baker. So I guess they're the NWO now. I mean, a point that was underlined on Rampage. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Don't care for that. I also don't think Britt as a, I don't know, weird seeing her kind of as a babyface here. No disagreement. Um, then we had the acclaimed work a shotgun Saturday night match against <laughs> Outrunners. These guys, what the fuck? Truth <laughs> Magnum and Turbo Floyd. I'm sorry, what are their names? Truth Magnum. Uh-huh. And Turbo Floyd. Wow. Turbo Floyd. Turbo guess, Floyd. Do, do you want to guess which one of the two was Turbo Floyd? Guess what? Your first guess doesn't count. <laughs> the one who uh, catapulted himself over the top rope. On Damn right he was. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. So they won. This segment was a fucking mess. Yeah, they, they they claimed one, then the guns come out to challenge officially for the tag belts. The only good line was Bowen's calling them Rod and Todd. That was pretty fucking spot on too. Yeah. Uh, and then, like they're talking right to us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then uh, Bowen says, "Hey, uh, crowd, do you think the Ass Boys deserve a title shot?" They said no. So he said, "All right, cool. You don't get a title shot." Yeah. And honestly, I would have been fine with us leaving it there. The right. crowd said no. Let us all move on with our lives. Yep. Yep. Instead, and Colton and Austin died on the way back to their home planet. Yes. Instead, we got a work shoot promo. As uh, Austin Gunn started to talk shit about his father, Billy, as Billy was leaving the ringside area, mm-hmm. telling him to drown his sorrows in the bottom of a pill bottle. See, he had issues in the Attitude Era, gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know. Um, yeah, this... First of all, I still don't buy the guns as a viable tag team. They got uh, sweet entrance theme, though. <laughs> sure, it's fine. Um... I also, the the whole thing of Billy Gunn being annoyed with the acclaimed as well as his stupid uh, fail sons is makes zero sense because every, every other time where they're not pushing the story, he's like, oh, these are my boys, scissor me, sorts of thing. Yeah, let's do the thing that got me over again. Um, so that doesn't make sense. And uh, the technical side of AEW where the microphones work for the TV feed but not for the arena really needs to get figured out because yeah. this is like the second time in three weeks it's happened and it's not uh, not been good. No, no. It makes them look very bush-like. Yeah. But yeah, this whole segment was very Attitude Era raw Boring. and I did not give a shit. It was, yeah, way too WWE for me. Uh, then we cut to Alex Marvez who's backstage with Jungle Boy Jack Perry who declares it after Multiple weeks teaming with Hook that resulted in high ratings for AEW. He will no longer be doing it and returning to being the same boring person he was prior to that. 
Is he like a uh, like a kayfabe moron? Is that kind of the I, I story they're telling you? Idiot is the new character for yeah. that boy. Okay, I I don't get it. Now I don't get it. Now even with the logic of well, you know, I've been tag champion previously, and hey, that didn't work out great for me in the end. Cool. So that you're telling me I'm gonna get you versus Hook? That sounds compelling as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the good side of things? Yep. We then had Kanosuke Takeshita against Brian Cage. Yeah, man. Cage was showing out. Awesome. This was great. Yeah. Um, Both dudes showing up, showing out. Takeshita finally getting the big win. I know, right? Uh, that was... Yeah. I was worried for a couple times in that match, too, uh, <laughs> that it was going to be yet another high-profile loss for the big man. But, um, but no. Cage eats another loss. <laughs> yeah. It's champion. okay. He's Ring of Honor talent. He can eat a loss. Yeah, he's a champion of Ring of Honor as well. So, yeah. you know. That automatically means he's less than. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Alav- uh, Avalanche, Brain Buster, and then the running knee gets the finish. Yeah. Renee Paquette was then backstage with the JAS. And uh, long story short, we got ourselves another named segment as Ricky Starks to get a match with Chris Jericho has to run. The Garcia Guevara Gauntlet, the triple, triple G. G. Yeah. So Starks has to beat Angelo Parker, mm-hmm. then Matt Menard. Matt Menard, who, by the way, I'm pretty sure was causing the entire JAS to corpse. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he has to beat either Garcia or Guevara, who they will let them know, let him know about at the time of the match. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, if he beats all of them. He then gets to have a match with Chris Jericho again. Okay, he already beat, but you know, yeah, we're doing it again. I it's funny how uh, prescient that one tweet was the first time Jericho or Jericho and uh, Starks uh, fought. You know, be careful, Ricky. If you don't, if you if you're not careful, you're going to be stuck in a never-ending JAS feud for the next four months. To which Jericho replied, "Fuck you!" But it's a hundred percent correct. Yep, we are in month number two. Yeah. The Elite were in the gym with Don Callis, Michael Nakazawa, and Kenny Omega said uh, they will accept the top flight in AR Fox challenge for the trios titles next. Hell yeah. Uh, Omega said, if you want to shoot your shot, you better not miss. And then Nick Jackson from half court. Yeah, sinks one. Sinks one. I wonder how many uh, takes that took. <laughs> I know, right? But then who comes in but Ethan Page, Stokely Hathaway, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. Getting up in the shit of the elite. Uh, Yeah. I will say I'm totally fine with Stoke getting promo time with the elite. Um, You know my feelings about Matt Hardy in 2023. Yes. No, thank you. This is your feelings. Yeah. Work backstage, my dude. Please. Yeah. Work indies like you did last night for MCW. Like, do that. Show show the kids what to do. Oh, was he there last night? He was, yeah. Good for you, Matt. But yeah, we got a we got the elite working on Friday because it was gonna be the elite against uh, the firm for the trios titles to kick off Rampage. How, okay, well I guess we'll get there. Yeah, Brian Danielson then had his match against Timothy Thatcher. I'm of two minds of this match, Chris. Uh huh. I thought the match, if I if I'm just looking at it in a vacuum, Brian Danielson, Timothy Thatcher. They had an awesome grappling match. Sure. 
Ohio and presumably most of the people watching at home did not know about nor care about Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, it's certainly not a uh, flashy, exciting option for an outsider to come in for Brian to face. A hundred percent certain that this was something Brian wanted and said, hey, bring in Tim Thatcher. Uh, And Tony Khan was like, yes, sir. Immediately, sir. Um, And hey, Tim did his best. He did all his goofy faces right in the hard cam. Yes. No. (laughs) He did his thing. And again, showed what he learned in NXT. It was a very good at the hard cam. Yeah. Uh, it just it, it just not super exciting to watch at the time, I yes. guess. We kind of made it, you know, a step down from the Danielson run the past few weeks. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, he could carry either of us to three and a half with his with one arm, which right. is essentially what he used in this match. Exactly. Uh but during this match there was a ref bump as uh they were charging into the corner. MJF comes out with his diamond ring, but as MJF is just about to make his way to ringside, Takeshita flies in with a flying knee. Yeah. Awesome shot, that was. Yes. And uh, the two of them brawl to the back. That allows Danielson to end up getting the released German and flying knee for the finish. So Danielson wins. Then we go back, and MJF and Takeshita are brawling again some more. Yeah. There was a stiff trash can shot in there as well. Yeah. Uh, Security, agents, extras, all that. Renee Paquette is uh, in between them. And sure enough, the earpiece getting all the work done this week. As she announced that next week, it will be a title eliminator match between MJF and Takeshita. Love it. Let's go. Yeah, into it. We got a vignette from Mogul Affiliates as Swerve Strickland continued to uh, set his sights on Dustin Rhodes. Aim higher, my dude. Yeah. He said, hey, you know what? I'm going to take out another second-gen guy. So, uh, Brian Pillman Jr., I'm beating you up this week on Rampage. Mm-hmm. But great! We now have a name for the large tattooed man. Oh, great. Did you catch his name, Chris? I, I'm sure I did, but I <laughs> just don't care enough to have his it His name is Trench. Uh-huh. So okay. Sure. Lexi Nair backstage what, in what was clearly a pre-tape, given that MJF was wearing completely different clothing. <laughs> he changed quickly after the brawl. She was backstage with Roosh, Jose the assistant, and uh, the danger dog. And uh, she tells uh, Roosh that Roosh is facing Brian Danielson next week. Yes. MJF pops up with a briefcase and says the first one is for them. And then uh, you got to rip off Danielson's arm and being over the head with it. And then, if so, you get a second briefcase filled with cash. All right, let's go. Jade Cargill faced Red Velvet in a match that I was on my phone for. Oh, my God. This, okay. Apologies to Eric and Derek. I know that Red Velvet's your girl. She does absolutely zero for me in any aspect. Yep. She's not a very good wrestler. Nope. I don't find her super attractive as others do. Um, I mean, Jade Cargill just Death by built like a brick shithouse. And I it, usually whenever she's on screen, my eyes are drawn. Yeah, she's got the it factor. A hundred percent. But this is win 50. She's 50 and 0. It's time to end this shit. Yeah. And you would hope that maybe there would be something compelling after getting 50 and 0 and... <laughs> Nothing on the show. I mean, just the, the biggest thing was she 
picked up her clearly scared to be on television daughter and walked yeah. her to the back. By the way, nothing more heel than celebrating with your daughter. Yeah, I know. I just, I don't know who is there and available to to finally beat her. Um, you know, because uh, Soraya and Tony and Ruby and Britt and Jamie, they're all involved yep. in, in this weird AEW original versus whatever else. Thunder Rose is in need of a bacchiotomy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the doctor's orders. I mean, you yeah. can't, you know, if the doctor says you need a bacchiotomy, then that's what you're you got to do. Just pour some tussin on it. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, when's Stat coming back? That, that to me, is the, the one key in all of this. Yeah. I can't recall how long it's been since she's been out. Um, I would love to see her back. I'd love to see her as TBS champ. Yeah, I mean, as much as I would love to see Emmy Sakura like do it, she yeah. doesn't have the you know the pull to be the one to beat Jade. Yeah, there's no um, there. Rio is just two one. I mean, I feel like her beating Jade is even more unbelievable than her beating Nyla. Right. Um, and we already did Nyla, so I don't think that's really any juice and uh, worth that squeeze. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, who the fuck else is there? That potentially has a chance. Madison Rain. Oh. Uh, Renee Paquette was in backstage with Britt Baker, checking up on her after the attack. Ruby Soho was checking also, and Britt Baker is like, I don't trust you. You're probably in cahoots with them, blah, 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 cahoots. blah. And, uh, you know, women be fighting. It do be like that sometimes. Then the main event was the no-holds-barred match between Samoa Joe and Darby Allen. Yep. Darby Allen is here for not so much a long time, but a good time, Chris. Man, that guy is just it's it's amazing how little disregard he has for his own body. Like and how I am regard, do you mean? It, yes. How much disregard he has for his yeah. own body, let's call it that. Yeah. Uh I'm not good at word speak. It's okay. Languages. Um and I have zero room to talk in terms of taking care of my body as I explained to my the amount of meat I ingested yesterday. Hello there. Um, <laughs> but good Lord, Darby, like he got just tossed onto concrete stairs. Uh, he threw himself through a table onto Joe. Mm -hmm. Uh, he took a bump or two onto a, uh, a thumbtack line jacket. Yep. Um, he, which he struggled with for that. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. 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 He got, got off and drop. That wasn't fortunate. Yeah. Maybe he should have done the zip up hoodie instead of the pullover. Yeah. What was the arm, you know, uh, yeah. got inside out, uh, but whatever. Um, he could have called Eve six to help out with that. And then <laughs> the, Avalanche muscle buster onto the exposed plywood was absolutely brutal. It looked like Joe took most of that, by the way. Did that I mean, look like it sucked? Yeah, for both of them, for yeah. sure. Um, but this was just a wild war uh, of a and then, then there was Joe just 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 casually tossing Darby over the top rope onto the floor. Yeah, just like yeah. Eh, you go outside yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, and uh, just a little air Joe doing there. his walk out of the way from a tope spot. Uh huh. Darby explodes a table. Yes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> right into the section of the uh, the Foley fans in the front row. <laughs> yeah. Good lord, <laughs> man. Um, but this ruled. I I loved it. Uh, Joey Samoe getting the title back. The King, King of Television, Television back. 
where he needs to be. And uh, out comes Wardlow, looking more like Matt Morgan than he ever has before. <laughs> it's amazing how much a ponytail sets you apart, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's still a good-looking dude, but I was he's like, a handsome fellow. That, you, you now look more like a creator wrestler than you did. But it also seems as we're like just hitting rewind on the TNT title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely a bummer, especially when there's guys out there like Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Jungle Boy saying he's going for a singles title. Like these are compelling people to be in that mix. I mean, Jungle Boy versus Samoa Joe would probably fucking roll. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah. Also, it, it looked like uh, Wardlow was going to powerbomb uh, one of the security extras as we went off the air. But instead of us getting to see the landing of that, we had to see the opening of Power Slam. Oh, I saw it on the TNT. Oh, the TNT app yeah, actually showed it? Okay. Yeah, outside of the ring right onto uh, the other crew of jobbers. Gotcha. Uh, for the live TBS airing, he was running with the powerbomb. <laughs> suddenly, Power Slap started. Uh, so. You never change the channel so quick. Yeah. Yeah. And normally, by the way, it's young Sheldon after right. Dynamite. So Man, book ended by Big Bang. That's that's tough. Yeah. Two errors worth. Anyway, Friday brought us the show we've been waiting on. Allegedly. Yeah, I was gonna say, personally it's a show I wait on. Like yeah. I, I catch it on a Saturday morning. Uh, if then. anyway, uh the Show kicked off with the Elite against the Firm. Decent match, mm -hmm. but you have to remember they had to carry a mostly broken Matt Hardy. And not um, in the gimmick way. Exactly. Uh, shock of shocks, uh, one wing angel and a uh, triple BTE trigger and a casty is what our finish was here. Um, it, was, it was a good finish, but, you know, none, none of this was necessary viewing no this is why i haven't gone out of my way to watch it <laughs> so then uh lexi nair is backstage with ricky starks who agreed to the gauntlet for wednesday okay and uh had a great line where he said he'll do whatever it takes to be jericho and quote get out of the web of jericho <laughs> he is self-aware yeah we had dueling promos from these assholes and the best friends mm. it was what it was um Shane Strickland defeated Brian Pillman Jr. It was fine. It was a lot of commercial break. Um, yeah. Uh, only wait, this seven minutes and change. There's not much must see about Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. Um, Post-match, the Mogul affiliates continued to beat down Brian Pillman, but Dustin Rhodes ran in to make the save. He had a turnbuckle okay. hook. Okay. So now we got a team of second-generation wrestlers against... The jobbers in uh, Swerve's crew. Exactly. Great. Malachi Black did a promo and explained what they wanted from Eddie Kingston. To not be on Rampage anymore? <laughs> well, I mean, there's that, but they didn't want him to join the House of Black. They just wanted to prove he could be corrupted. So uh, Malachi wins that war. I think anybody who's ever watched the career of Eddie Kingston knows that that's certainly a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the man... YouTube now, the guy. A segment called Eddie Kingston Addresses His Enemies. Right. And he started with, first, God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While pointing threatening, while looking up at the sky, which... Fantastic. Yeah. If I was an almighty deity, I'd be scared. Soraya and Tony Storm beat the Renegade Twins. Okay, the other... Match. Those are the, the skinny twins, right? Yes. 
Gotcha. Post-match, Soraya and Tony Storm pulled out cans of spray paint and spray painted the letter L on the Renegade Twins. Mm, come on. Adam Cole promo, once again, teasing his return at Revolution. Adam Cole, by the way, had an awesome interview with uh, Wrestling Observer Radio this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. And then the main event was Roosh against Christopher Daniels. Uh, It was very good, but it felt like a dark main event, if I'm honest, because neither one of these guys have been really established as, like, top-tier talent in AEW. Right. Um, so kind of a bummer. Uh, really, the only thing worth watching from Rampage did end up being uh, the trios match. But uh, this coming Wednesday, what you got on Dynamite? It's going to be MJF against Kanesuke Takeshita in a AEW world title eliminator match. Ricky Starks will attempt to run the Garcia Guevara gauntlet. Mm-hmm. It'll be Brian Danielson against Roosh. Jamie Hayter against The Bunny. The acclaimed defending the AEW Tag Team titles against the Guns, and in a Shrios title match, the Elite will face A.R. Fox. And That's top a good card. Flight. Damn fine card. Yeah. Damn fine card. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, and who knows, maybe they'll add another match before all is said and done, but uh, should be a hell of a dynamite. And at the very least, right now, they aren't stuck in a situation where they might put the world title on the wrong guy. So AEW has got that going for him right now. Well, they already did that over the summer. (laughs) They didn't know that that. at the time, to be fair. They already checked that off, so they're good. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. You think you know nuts? I'll show you nuts. Try AJ's nuts. Try my nuts! From fire-roasted peanuts and cashews to paprika-coated almonds and candied pecans, AJ's Nuts are the perfect gift for your girlfriend, your bodyguard, your boyfriend, uh, ex-boyfriend, your other ex-boyfriend, or your other other ex-boyfriend. Buy my nuts now! AJ's Nuts are slow-smoked in small batches by large African men in extraordinarily small outfits. Buy my nuts or I'll murder your family! Once you've tried AJ's Nuts, you'll be crazy to eat any other brand. What did you call me? I mean, why did you call me crazy? Why am I crazy? This is a crazy... (laughs) AJ's Nuts. Seriously, this chick is goddamn insane. Sold separately or paired with a replica of that abysmal Divas Championship belt. 